Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Geeks Codex Podcast, episode 17. 17 episodes. I'm, I'm surprised every week that we continue to make this. And yet here we are with another episode for you. I, my name is Matthew Briggs. I am the one that does the hosting. I am joined by uh, Paul Stevens, the one that does the editing. Are we back to this now? We are. <laughs> Hello. I am also joined by Ash Pearson, the one that does the watching of the things. When can I get a new chair? <laughs> uh, watch a few more things. <laughs> and we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to... Uh, I mean, Paul, do we have HR? Um, I'll talk to a guy. You talk to a guy. One of us talk to a guy. You be HR. Let's okay. just steal it from a furniture store. Yeah, and that's the voice right there of James Cook, the one that doesn't watch anything. I mean, okay, just because a couple episodes in a row I didn't do it <laughs> doesn't mean that I don't have a very long list of Transformers episodes that we're all going to watch. So really, I you can't criticize me. You're not allowed <laughs> legally. You already missed the episode where you were allowed to get away with the pulling the watch something that we've, I've already seen shtick. Yeah, well, I was ill. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I definitely wanted to come in and talk about it. But, you know, I thought maybe if I vomited on the microphones, then Paul might be upset. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's just how rock and roll goes. <laughs> and we are a rock and roll podcast. Look at how cool we are. I'm looking around the table and it's Insert not. shock rock sound effects. I was going to try and make one. I was really hoping for it. Anyway, we have an episode today that we're doing to talk about things, and that thing is something that Ashley brought to us, which is actually pretty good in my opinion. What is that thing, Ashley? Carnival Row. And what is that? It's a TV series on Amazon Prime. Oh, we're doing more Amazon Prime shows. When do we get our sponsorship? We're never getting a sponsorship. Amazon no. doesn't need to fucking sponsor Amazon anyone. Amazon doesn't even know we exist. Not they yet. never will. I mean, they might know we exist, but for reasons that you wouldn't want them to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Stop. It's a carnival row. <laughs> so... As the person who is only the only person who has actually listened, listen, has only watched like the entire thing. The entire thing of eight episodes. She's, the entire thing of eight episodes. It wasn't gonna, that hard. The rest of us have no excuse. She's gonna no, hold I, it over our heads the whole episode. I had an excuse. She excused me. Uh, I I did excuse you. James. Yes. However, <laughs> I am excused. I can leave now. I'm free. <laughs> you two have no excuse. You've got. Gundam on one side. And the third and, episode on the other. And the third episode on the other. Which yeah, we'll come I, to I shortly. Was, I was what, ill. What's, what's the show about, Ashley? Well, I wrote a little synopsis, would you believe it? Because I brought notes. These people bringing notes concerns me, Paul. We need to up our game. <laughs> I, hey, I got notes. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you winging it? Oh. <laughs> And that's an episode. (laughs) So it's a fantasy show. And the synopsis for the actual series, because there's that much stuff going on, I've kind of like boiled it down to the smallest amount I could, which is Rycroft uh, Rycroft Philistrate. That's not his name. It is. is. What the fuck? Rycroft Philistrate, played by Orlando Bloom. It's Legolas. 
I can't believe Orlando Bloom's still acting. I, I guess I kind of thought he'd just turned into like a wax figure by now. He's a more expensive Kit Harrington. <laughs> this is what we were talking about. He's a less it? attractive Kit it. Harrington at this stage. No, I disagree. I would wonder if he is more expensive these days. Mm, I but, mean, Kit Harrington did Game of Thrones and that ended poorly. Whereas Orlando Bloom did Lord of the Rings and no one's quite sure how that ended. So it's, <laughs> On the other hand, Kit Harrington is like the only thing people consistently like from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think you'll find Orlando Bloom also did the fifth or fourth of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, recently. good point. So... <laughs> Just because they had three good ones doesn't excuse the fourth. <laughs> or the fifth. <laughs> it's still better than Transformers. <gasps> Michael Bay is killing that franchise, I'm just saying. Whereas Pirates, still enjoyable. The gauntlet has been thrown. Uh, and you said Transformers. You didn't clarify that it was Michael <laughs> Bay for a very long time. I mean, we, to be clear, I just assume that. Because trust me, Transformers fandom's entire fucking hobby is basically just shitting on Michael Bay. For those, for, <laughs> for those listening in, the hackles raised to <laughs> a couple of people in this room. <laughs> it's okay. We're all good. Continue. <laughs> Okay, so Rycroft Philistrate, played by Orlando Bloom, is an inspector of the Berg Police. Trying Berg to spelled s- not how you would expect it. <laughs> spelled Bergu. <laughs> it's the Bergu. It's more French, it's more foreign, it's more yes. sophisticated. Trying to solve the case of the grisly murders affecting fae and humans alike. But are the murders connected to his past? <laughs> I'd love it if the twist ending was that no, no, they're not. Like, you know what? For once, they actually weren't. And that's pretty much the main series synopsis, the, the, the first series synopsis. As I said, there's just so much going on in this show that you kind of have to pay attention to the entire thing, Briggy. I know what's going on. <laughs> then why was I sat there last night going... <laughs> I was using you as my indicator of when something visual is happening so I could turn and look at it. I'm glad you both clarified that because the audio cue just there was very odd. <laughs> yeah, so every time you, you made, you know, some indication that something on screen was happening that wasn't just sound only and I looked and it was okay and I know what's going on now. You were my assistant in the, you know, the building of a unicorn and figure and the watching of Carnival Row. So I, I, I was sat there for an entire episode, for episode three, like the, the near hour, trying to connect one piece of my Gundam to another piece and failing at it horribly because I was just leaning over, looking at the TV screen. You know when you lorded it over me that you'd watched more episodes than me? Did you watch <laughs> any episodes? Yeah, I watched four episodes. When you say you watched, were your eyes <laughs> I watched two screen? episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and two other episodes, I just had actually, like, notify me you when know, I even look at the screen. You know, you want to know something really I was funny. getting really angry at this. I was considering... Sticking him on at work today and like just not looking at the screen because I can listen to stuff at work, but I can't really get away with watching it. And then I thought, no, I won't do that. It deserves my attention. I will watch it properly when I watch it. And here's Briggy. <laughs> hey, needs must. Um, so, okay, that's cool. We'll come back to episode three in a bit. <laughs> Carry on, Ashley, uh, in terms of introductions. <laughs> you know, it really helps if you write things in like a... Order. Yeah, in a linear <laughs> manner. Instead nah. of me being sat here like, no, no, you just, it's yeah, just avant garde. You're just being postmodern. So, episode awesome. one's cool. Episode one is cool. Yeah. Um, it sets up it. the story. Always a good thing for an episode one to do. Ma- so, many plot threads all simultaneously happening. You meet the two main protagonists, which are Philo. Not a real, not a 
I don't believe that's his name. I think you're trolling me. <laughs> really not. Oh my god. And the elf vignette stone moss. Oh my god, I'm leaving. <laughs> and they all get worse from that. And only one of them is fun to watch so far. Wow. <laughs> Philo's just more interesting. Wow. <laughs> he just is. And I thought I was going to get lambasted when I gave my vignettes, but seriously. <laughs> he just is. Like, this moment with vignette, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm starting to warm up to it. And it's just something that I've done, like, Oh, come on! If you'd watched the entire fucking season, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. But going at it from someone that's only watched half of the season, that's my point of view at the halfway point. There's four episodes for me to turn around, and maybe I hate Philo at the end of it and the vignette. Who knows? So, I mean, you did watch episode three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bringy just got a very nervous look on his face. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil anything before Ashley does. So I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Okay. So, um, we learn a little bit about them. We know they're connected somehow. Can somehow. we just start with how the episode one starts? I can't. Because that is baller. Oh, the forest escape. The forest escape. End yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is... Werewolves. <laughs> In terms of like an opening gambit for a show, it is A, it's brutal, but B, it is just so well done in terms of Definitely. like introducing the world because what they're doing is is it's um there are some what is the actual word for fairies fey the fey are escaping the the brutal like regime um and they're doing so but they're being hunted by like people just shooting at them which there are some amazing bits where if you were shooting fey because they're flying and but there's barbed wire everywhere just slightly above head height mm-hmm. and so people were flying up into barbed wire and getting horribly eviscerated and people are getting flying up and then getting shot and then doing backflips because shit you don't want to get shot while you're being flying and then they have these werewolf dog things i don't know what the technical term for them is um and I some werewolf would be a yeah, werewolf is fine. That's what they are. yeah and uh they they attack some people and they fucking don't like it. It's not nice. Um, but all the way through, <laughs> they don't like it. They don't know. No, no. <laughs> they do not definitely. like it with the eviscerating. But all the way through, there's a real sort of like there's a brutalism, but there's also like a real sense of like urgency and like and a real uh, energy to it. And it's really well done. And then they get to like a couple of people have managed to not get killed, and then they get to the cliff edge, and then because there's no barbed wire above cliffs. One of them, who happens to be the main character, is able oh, to fly off. Yeah. Um, who would have thought someone called Vignette might be a main character? It's like how when you're watching an anime and somebody's got pink hair and you're like, main character. Well, th- that and she's not dead. Um, it's like Chad McDudenstein. You're like, you know that guy's the main character. Vignette, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then <laughs> they... Name? Vignette, oh my God. They get down to the uh, what would be the escape boat and she's having a proper argument with like, who, who is obviously, it's that thing where... They're, whilst they are rescuing them, they're not really rescuing people them. Smuggling. They're people smuggling, so, aka people trafficking. So yeah. come, come, be free, but not really. Then they do the thing where they all are like escaping, and at that point, you see them all on the boat, and it's proper. Like all of it is just the highest quality of like the set design, all the costumes, the framing, everything just looks so goddamn gorgeous. And at that point, there is they're all below deck. And then the ship itself gets a puncture. Is it shot or is it just hit rocks? I, can't... I think it hit rocks because I think it's something to do with the storm. Yeah. My, um, my, my theory is still Cthulhu. 
Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but the point is, is the water starts coming in, and that's when you know this show's got a fucking budget because it's proper shit tons <laughs> it's of real water. water. Yeah. It's Wait. genuine water. That is genuinely, though, in terms of like one way you can tell when the show has very little budget is when they either can't afford to actually flood the set because it would ruin it and they need to reuse it. Or if they CGI the water and the CGI looks like shit, like you need a lot of money to flood a set. (laughs) Yeah. And and it is at that point you're like, oh, this is something special. And, And from there on out and the things that I don't like about the show and there are a couple of things I don't like about the show. There's a few things that don't. There always is. There's quite a few. <laughs> but the things you cannot like mark it down for are the actual like the sets and the the world building and like the character design and everything else. It looks so bloody good. Like as a show visually. Oh yeah. It's just so so nice to look at. Directed by a dude named Thor. Yeah, I mean, I I've seen parts, I've seen clips and stuff, mostly because it's been advertised all over YouTube. Like one thing that I definitely noticed is they spent a lot of money on advertising this show. You know what YouTube keeps advertising to me? What the boys? <laughs> Fuck you, YouTube. I think you'd like that show. Uh, <laughs> I'd watch it sometime. I, I would do then... if I could literally mentally blank out the comic book series. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, we already anyway. did this. We did hey, so this. remember how we talked about the boys? <laughs> oh my god, an accent. Okay, well. So is, here's another Amazon Prime show with an American accent. Okay, a lot of American, right? Either way, he's not English, no, doing what is clearly meant to be a, an English accent. Did you say Orlando Bloom's not English? I said, is he, I said, is he American? Well, he's not English, right? Isn't that Bl- I'm pretty I sure Orlando fucking Bloom. Why are you there looking at no, me? There is no way that he is English when he can't do an English accent. I think he might be. Anyway. Can someone please Google this? Yeah, no, this? this actually needs to check Okay, in. I don't yeah, have my phone. While somebody's getting the phone out. So yeah, so I've seen a lot of clips of the show from like the trailers and, and I was really impressed by um, the actual sort of direction that I saw. And like, like you said, a lot of the costume design looks really good. Not great wigs in a few cases, but that's really common. Hmm. <laughs> is Orlando Bloom English? Well, I think my... <laughs> Just delete that bit. <laughs> no, 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 keep it in. I don't fucking Apparently know what he is. He is English, thing. okay, fine, fine. <laughs> then please explain to me his English accent. <laughs> that is because he is trying to be rough. I think it's probably actually because he lives in America. It is because no one but a cockney can be a cockney. No. You, you, okay, you've seen Peaky Blinders, right? No. no. What? None of you have seen Peaky Blinders? <laughs> no, no, my mother Next has. episode! <laughs> I'm not watching Peaky Blinders. Peaky sorry. Blinders <laughs> is the show that this show wants to be in terms of the story. Because it is... It's interconnected thing. and... It, well, it's also got actual, like, East End Cockney characters who are East End Cockney characters, not Mockney characters. Is this a case of another piece of media ruining some media we're going to do on the podcast for you? <laughs> and we like it because we haven't watched Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Peaky Blinders is an amazing show... I don't particularly like it because, okay, uh, Tom Hardy is in it at one point. Oh, okay, and, man. And he's yeah, amazing. And then they, Does he take a shirt off? Uh, probably at one point. But Good, I will he, watch he it. He plays a character who's just insane and it's great. But and is he insane with his shirt off is what I need to know. I, I can't remember, to be honest. But the point is, is then they kill him off at the end of one of the series. And I was like, well, now I don't want to watch this show anymore. <laughs> you killed off Tom Hardy. Why would you do that? Tom Hardy's the best thing of anything he's in. <laughs> it's not fair. But that sort of having a character like Tom Hardy in, I couldn't imagine doing a show like this. Um, because it's it's a reconstruction, it's a reimagining of what an England, not an England, because it's not England, but it's that sort of... Well, no, from what I saw of the design, I very much originally assumed that it was supposed to be like fake, imaginary idea of Victorian England 
but also not actually Victorian and not actually England. Yeah. But it's kind of what it wants to have like the aesthetic and it wants to have like the sort of general feel for American audiences that they get from the idea it's kind of like England, but like it's not. Which, which is all the more. Wait, fun. which show are we talking about now? Well, no, this is about. <laughs> yeah, this is about Carnival Rope. Carnival Rope, because the other thing is, is they do the whole Irish yeah. plot. Which Wait. Is- Really? Oh, that seems inadvisable, especially yeah. in the current political climate. Yeah. <laughs> it's not real. Which is probably the reason why they've done it. Yeah. <laughs> because media generally reflects. I mean, yes, but there's a time and a place, and the time is usually slightly after. <laughs> I actually did. Uh, well, I was sat watching episode four after, um, before the podcast and eating dinner. Uh, Tom was sat on the couch asking questions about the character. I'm like, you should just watch this. But as he was uh, saying things, he was pointing at me like, and who's that guy? Like, and he's like, oh, he should hit her. I'm like, no, he should get hit because he's the bad guy. And my way of explaining to him who it was, I was like, he's kind of like the Nigel Farage of this series from my brother so far. <laughs> well, I have It was uh, like... Proctor Longsbane, that's his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's fantasy Nigel Farage. <laughs> I have like a load of notes on like racism, xenophobia, and how it relates to the current political and economical climate and things like that, so... Let's go hear them. Serious warning. <laughs> no, because we're kind of still in episode one. Right oh, yeah, now. sure. Yeah, so episode one, uh, they they get to... Where, okay, where in the fantasy realm analogue are we thinking it's set? England. It is England. Yeah, because uh, it's the Feyland is Tiernanog, which is a clear ripoff of Tiernanog, which is an actual Irish folklore like place. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just call the Berg Albion and have done with it. <laughs> Cause, cause... So am I from what you've just said, yeah. because yeah, that's that's not even like a ripoff. They changed the letter. Oh, the Berg is kind of just the city. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe it is going to be revealed to be Albion at some point. So I don't yeah. think they mentioned the country at any point. It's fucking London. We all know it's fucking London. It's a fairy tale. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so in fake London, um, <laughs> it is much better than fake London because they have fun. <laughs> yeah because uh, they have an amazing like monorail sort of design monorail. thing you love that monorail, oh, I do love that monorail. Oh, God. And, and the best part is is because you've got the fate and they fly around and stuff they don't do that enough because seriously if you've got characters that fly and you don't fly enough then what's the point of having characters fly anyway um <laughs> if you can fly you just fly everywhere it's because the wire work is very clearly wire work they don't have that high of a budget but and i, I say this lovingly because i love this show <laughs> But like, mm, not not a fan of the wire work. But but the sweeping camera angles yeah, through all the streets, they just look amazing. And it's like, ah, oh, this is a good world. You have built a good world around here. I said this during episode one when we were actually watching it. It reminds me of the market scene from Hellboy 2. Mm. And it's like, ah, this stock has clearly been inspired by Del Toro. I'm digging it. But yeah, in terms of like the whole world that they present. So um, they have come to wherever it is, the Berg. And there is a scene in Parliament which is a really good parliament. Oh, it's such a good parliament. Did you like the glorious moustache? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were the second I saw that. And, and it is that thing where you are Victorian men all just... Sort of <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it is... Like, stylistically, it looks awesome. And then they do some more plot stuff. And and that's good. <laughs> right. Let's Let's just briefly recap episode one so that we don't spend the entire yeah. hour yes. on it well introductions so, are important so we get the introduction to each of the main players in the series yes um 
mainly Philo and Vignette at this point in time and their relationship. Vignette. Um, Which is also confusing because you know that they have a relationship, but also they did that whole thing where they skirt around it for most of the episode. Yeah, they fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. The first episode kind of like leads you into the big bad, yes. starting from episode two. So you've got a case of um, Faye being murdered and brutalized by someone called, well, what the Faye call Unseelie Jack. And they wrap hateful. that up. Yes. <laughs> they wrap that up within the first episode to make way for the big bad the, he is inconsequential in the main the main storyline he kills himself he drops uh, jumps himself uh, jumps off a bridge he was <laughs> no? a sailor he was a sailor <laughs> he jumped off a building i don't think it was a bridge no he didn't jump off a bridge as building two of my favorite words because cthulhu <laughs> <laughs> i feel like a lot of the shows like because cthulhu also, because racism, but also because Cthulhu. Those two things, one might say, are probably interlinked yeah. given the history of Cthulhu. Yeah. Yep, that's why I'm digging this story. Wait, are we saying Cthulhu's racist now? No, we're saying H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft is racist, and Cthulhu is his child, and listen, children all take after their fathers. H.P. Lovecraft was racist. And now he's dead. He's dead now. You can't be dead and racist. <laughs> or can you? I mean, he if, would be the first. If, yeah, if anybody could fucking manage it, it would definitely be him. He just rises from his grave every time a, a black person is cast in a television show. Which is an interesting character in this series, because they have... A grayish. Yes. I like well, him. Well... Let's talk about the main plot points then. Yes. Like the main the main like plots that are going out throughout the series. Um so you've got the entire Philo and Vignette's history, relationship, what's going off now that they're in freaking fake London. Um you've got the whole what's in the sewers, what's causing it, what's Read your note as I read it on that picture earlier. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the sewers killing people? I responded on WhatsApp. What is in the sewers killing people? Because that's why I'm here. It's an interesting question. Cthulhu. <laughs> I feel like Cthulhu's higher class than that. It's a star child then. <laughs> he, he, he's, it's not Cthulhu. <laughs> he's, he's got tentacle face. Yeah. But also underneath <laughs> it is a fucking dog's mouth. You don't know Cthulhu have a dog's mouth? <laughs> Cthulhu can look and identify however he wants. Yeah. <laughs> He's somewhat amorphous. So you've got what's in the sewers killing people and he's the big bad and who's behind it and blah, blah, blah. Um, you've got the whole issue with Philo's past. What is he hiding from people? We kind of find out a little bit in the flashback episode. Um, he's, it's a tale, For him, it's a tale of discovering himself. So like, he doesn't know who his mum and dad are. Like, he was an orphan, and, like, so who is he? Why did they abandon him? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't want a bitch-ass baby. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's not the right thing to say. Oh, no. What no. did I say? No. Uh, we are going to go a little bit quiet. further into this. <laughs> Take <at> note. <laughs> You've got the whole rivalry between the Breakspears and the Longer Banes, which is obviously what you touched upon with the political 
thing <laughs> because the Breakspears and the Longerbanes are the two main families. They are the two opposing. They are Labour and Conservatives. That's the best way to describe it. Okay, important question. Does anybody murder a Tory in this show? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> but it's, I also call that, pl- I refer to that plot point now as, what's the deal with piety? <laughs> <laughs> What if the deal is that she murders a Tory, I'm here for it. What, what, the, what the fuck long, like, con Kira-style game is she playing? I'm intrigued. If you'd have watched it, <laughs> you would have known. Well, you know, I will continue to watch it to find out. Yes. Is that the uh, Game of Thrones lady? Yes. yes. Which one? There's like ten. Um, she played Alaria Sand in... That doesn't... I. She's the... She's not, not one of the famous Dornish, ones. The main Dornish lady. Yeah, the Dornish lady. Yeah. I will forever Same know her as piety now. I was hoping it was one of the famous ones that I'd heard of. Like, blonde lady. <laughs> wow. I've heard of famous people. See? Blonde lady, that one. Okay. Daenerys, uh, Amelia Clark. Lady who's blonde, but not blonde because it's a shit wig. And then finally, you've got the whole Agraeus and the... Spurn roses. Um, oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. So... I hate Imogen. <laughs> oh, I want her to die. We were sat there, I'm like, actually, am I suddenly going to turn around at the end of the series and be like, oh, actually, I like Imogen. Why is it every character I love to hate? They're like, oh, they redeem themselves. I'm like, please don't redeem yourself. I want you to die, a bitch. I don't know. You only watched episode three, haven't yeah. you? So you don't know what kind of goes on with that. Oh, she gets worse in episode four. <laughs> uh, she throws them off a building I'm sure it gets much better from that does she hug them is that what she does no well, throws them off a building Imogen didn't do that oh, wait, Imogen's the rich lady oh Imogen's the yeah. racist the rich the racist yes. lady yeah. oh yeah, no, Imogen and Estra. I mean, I feel like a rapist. the moment. Yes, he is. <laughs> I feel like to be clear, the moment you're like, "Oh, she's the racist one," it's like, okay, she can just be like hateable. That's like allowed. She's very racist. I feel like there's so there is there are a lot of like smaller Racists? mini plots <laughs> oh, like that the are going through. Yeah. There's the werewolf. He's cool. Thing. There's the prostitute lady. What does she do? Oh, she she the, oh, Tourmaline. Yeah. Well, apparently yeah, she's a sex that, work, you just said. There's the whole like, relationship between Tourmaline and Vignette. Is she there's, that? I saw a very short clip. Um, is she the blue-haired lady? Yes. yes. They're all blue-haired. Her hair is not naturally blue, no, though. Flash, flash, she's actually hair. got brown hair. Yeah, but all the, the, the ones in the... Well, That's the how you know they're a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blue hair. Then you've got um, Runyon. Who is the who? one who threw Bruce up Dickinson. Oh, oh yeah. He's got a cobalt. <laughs> um, you've got the whole um, little plot with Runyon, which I think it will hopefully develop in season two. He's not even here in episode four. That's why I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he looks like, he's he fucking spit image of Bruce Dickinson. I'm still not sure that it's not Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden fame. Because he's like, he's not, when he showed up on screen, I'm like, are we it, sure that's not Bruce it Dickinson? It does seem like something Bruce Dickinson would do. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <sighs> His name is Simon McBurney. <laughs> Which that I, sounds like a fake name. Simon McBurney, name. <laughs> you are doing a fabulous job of confusing the shit out of people thinking that you're Bruce Dickinson. Start a metal band from Worksop and you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Just do fairy like uh, themed covers of the songs. <laughs> Just the weirdest cover band in existence. If he turns out to also be a pilot, I'm calling fucking shenanigans on this one. God, we have more notes. I know we have more notes. I can see them. <laughs> Ashley has like this little notebook that she's dutifully like flicking through and she's made all these wonderfully like nicely ordered notes and it makes me feel really bad. They're not nicely ordered. Well, they're nicely me. written. But it makes me feel bad because whenever I come in with notes, I literally just come in with pages ripped out of a really cheap notebook like that I've scrolled on and half of it's like pornographic doodles in the it, margins. Better than mine. If I had a notebook right now, it would just be 
you know, chicken scratched one letter per page that just says it's good. <laughs> like it's good. I like it. Good. Watch more season two, please. I've not even finished season one, but I want another one. <sighs> you really need to watch it. I'm gonna. Um, we finish so... this podcast quick enough. You guys can go home and I can watch more episodes. <laughs> Watch them beforehand. Yeah, it should. That is how I the am sinking works. here. <laughs> so yeah, Physically. just uh, in terms of the the notes. Uh, so we've done the main overarching storylines. Yeah. How many of them actually get finished by the end of the season? They all interlink. Oh. They pretty much all interlink, except for Agreus and the Spurn Roses. That is the <laughs> only one that is like completely separate. Just because they're all into it, I'm just thinking like, is Imogen racist because Cthulhu? <laughs> is that how that storyline goes? The real cosmic horror was the racism we found along the way. <laughs> Fuck you, Imogen. So there is a real a real theme of racism and xenophobia in this, if you haven't guessed already. Um, I mean, he's got Cthulhu in it, apparently, so uh, yeah. I don't think Cthulhu himself shows up. I think he was we will, busy. We will talk about the Cthulhu monster in a few moments but that's a common misconception um, everyone thinks it's called Cthulhu it's actually Cthulhu's monster oh, <laughs> oh god no <laughs> oh, fuck that's a good joke <laughs> take yourself to the window <laughs> happily defenestrate oneself <laughs> audio demonstration <laughs> it's like being with like unruly kids and I'm just trying to like come on children I'm, come ru- on. I'm really children that have a thesaurus <laughs> yeah um so I noticed um while I was watching it Carnival Row uh, Carnival Row itself mm. which is the name of the street that of uh, the name of the area that the um fake cockney that the fay reside like it's literally just for the fay it's the ghetto Oh so it's like in Dragon Age with the alienages for the elves Yeah 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 you're the only this other person This is exactly what, what I was trying yes. to say. Yeah, like, like there remi- is a specific area that has been designated where it's kind of like very insular for a specific downtrodden magical community. Carl Rose Dragon Age 2, but with Cthulhu. <laughs> okay, you're kind of making me want to watch it now. I mean, there you go. Go watch it. I like Dragon Age 2. I am the only person who... Well, I'm not, but I am the only person out of us two who thinks it's the best one, so... I know how to sell James on things. You're very James good James will now it. watch the show. You're very good at it. I know there's inaccuracies in that statement. It's fine. <laughs> so, the row itself um, reminded me a lot of the Jewish ghettos in Poland and things like that. That is generally what they reminded me of, and um, I think I was talking to you, Briggy, about how it reminded me of District 9. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting comparison. Like, where everything is... It's destitute. It's, one, it's not... One thing I'm interested to know about the world building is, are they, are they um, established as being, like, like, old ghettos, like, very well-established ghettos that have been there for a long time? Or, like, there's been an influx of people who are in crisis and they've been recently kind of put together, like, shanty town is something that's more sort of new... No, I think it's definitely the former. Mm. Yeah. So um, in that case, yeah, it's very much that is very much like the the typical European and especially Eastern European idea of a ghetto, which is like an established slum. I hadn't even like put together the whole district nine thing, despite the fact you asked me. I was not paying any attention to no, you, you and I was watching not. the TV because I think the way you said it was you turned to me and went, "Is it called District 9? <laughs> yeah. And my response, somewhat 
shamefully now looking back, was the turn to you and go, what, the one with the fucking prawns? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's the one. I'm like, yeah, it's called The Trick Nine. And then immediately went back to watching TV and did not put the two together feel, in the slightest. I feel like you didn't get the message of District Nine if you caught them that. It's because it's fun to say. I know, but... And they're not real, so you can't be racist I against mean, the imaginary. No. I know, but still... <laughs> that's the entire plot of this series. I know. Essentially, you've got refugee, refugees from a, war, a war-torn country that are flooding in... Um, which and it's kind of like when you look at that and the fancy nitrogen fridge apparently the <laughs> when you look at the the commons as it were like yeah. the chamber where they're doing you're talking about the the fae and what to do with them and things like that it is very reminiscent of things like the issues that we've had not issues, but like no, the word issues is correct. I see me talking about like um, Syria, yeah, and, and, and with regards to the Mediterranean, yeah, and like, um, like I think we can call it an issue if people are dying. I think you're allowed. <laughs> yeah, you've got on you've got on the one side where it's like we should help them, um, and then the other side you've got the fucking Tories. <laughs> yeah, on the other side you've got like you know, look at me, I've got a the racism, xenophobic, <laughs> the racism and the xenophobia and um the kind of like the longer banes feed into that fear and paranoia the of, creature taking over at yeah. some point there'll be more of us than more of them than us where does it end yeah which is very very similar to what we've we like we've heard in the news soon there'll be no go zones in uh, the berg but yeah in terms of like the as you say the political climate it is very on the nose at the moment and it's 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 not subtle. It is. It's not in subtle at all. No, this is one of the things that was very obvious to me in the trailers. One of the things that always kind of and again, I want to point out. I haven't watched the series. I have no opinion on how it is or isn't done badly or well. But I do think that there's always like an inherent difficulty in terms of taking a real life issue and using fantasy as an analog to that issue. I think that there's always going to be certain limitations in that, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's always a bad idea. But I, it is always something that I'm a little bit cagey about, just in terms of like, there does come a point where it's kind of like the like the example I always use is the X Men, where it's like, okay, so you've made like this interesting analog to like real life discrimination, to civil rights, and then to like gay rights. But on the other hand, you also gave them the ability to shoot lasers out their fucking eyes, which is actually dangerous. So it's kind of a bad analogy in a lot of ways. And also, it's kind of like, oh well, we we on the one hand we think all this discrimination is bad, but on the other hand. A lot of the time it's because, and again, I'm not saying that the show does this. I haven't watched the show, disclaiming here. But like I know in X-Men it's very much like, oh, well, we, we think all this discrimination is bad, but we don't think it's bad enough to actually like make our characters those things. And, um, and, and so I'm curious as to how both of you, all of you guys think about how that was done in terms of like, you said it's really on the nose. Is it on the nose enough that it kind of sidesteps those problems where it feels like, oh, but they are actually talking about the issue just very slightly through a different lens? Or does it feel a bit like, they kind of want the points, but they also kind of feel uncomfortable about saying the words out loud. Yes and no. No in terms of the rich white lady who's just out and out racist. Um, yes, in terms of Orlando Bloom's character's history, which is more intertwined with the narrative of of the 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 way in which there is the the bigotry there. Is it's more than meets the eye. <sighs> Oh, God, is it a sympathetic racist story? 
Please say no. No, good. No. Okay, good. We, ste- we sidestep the. Oh, half he's half fey. Yeah, that's what I got fucking mixed up. <laughs> oh with. my god, is it like an awkward internalized so, racism story? No, it's no, trying no. to find. He's trying to find that balance because he oh is. Oh god, is he Spock? No. Yes. Okay. No. In terms of like being like, oh no, I must choose one or the other. Oh no, I must spend many episodes torn about this. Um, what I noticed with that is um, he's a half-blood and he basically, like, half-bloods have to pass in society to... Um, oh, God, it's an awkward passing story. Okay. <laughs> which obviously reminds me personally of, you know, 1900s, so on. I, 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 I'm really shit with dates. Yeah, like the one like drop America rule in, in America yeah. where it's kind of like there's literally like percentages that you have to pass legally and like skin tone, like the paper bag test and stuff like that in terms of racism. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's big. It, the way the, the bigotry works is is it's quite... It's, Bigoted. Well, yeah. yes, but in terms of... I mean, yes, Cthulhu's here. The, the representation of how he internalises it and how... He reacts to people and the situations because as much as I hate a lot of the third episode, because it is, this is very much, you've taken the the, the, the war analogue here, which is very obviously targeted in terms of like um, the Second World World, but also the troubles in terms of everything there. And none of that is, I mean, it's not that you can't touch it, but none of that is something where it's sort of like, you got to work for it for those kind of analogs is the thing well yeah and by the third episode i don't think they that it really you get hit with it pretty much not out of the blue but it is a case of they've established some major things about the current uh, climate and they're doing all those things and then they're like oh but here's the history of these two characters oh by the way it's it's set in a period of war by the way it's set in a period of war where the english are basically occupying um ireland oh by the way um there's also some horrible bits in it in in terms of the war itself has its analogues to not even the Irish. There's, who is the other people that are actually at war with? The Pact. The Pact, yeah. Who are essentially the, the fantasy Nazis. Um, and it's all These a bit- seem like two really strange analogues to mix. Because World War Two against the Nazis and England invading in like the tr- like and being aggressive during the Troubles. Those are two very, they have very different optics. I'm really confused as to why those two would go together. Why pick when you can have both? But like, it's, well, it's, the, the, it's weird, it sounds weird. And again, I haven't seen it, but it sounds weird thematically because it's like the traditional narrative of World War Two in like the very, very simplified thing is like Nazis bad, England and other like, like good. And then the narrative for a lot of stuff with regards to the Troubles is very much like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have gone into Ireland and fucking shot people. So those are two very different... And I think They that's... are telling their own story with it. Remember, this is a... I mean, just to draw us back in, this is a show where the, one of the main characters is a fairy with oh, wings. Oh, yeah. And like, but at the so same time... So it's not time, a direct analogue to it. If it was, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. watch it. It's more <laughs> just like... It's an odd thematic choice. And again, it might work perfectly fine. It's literally just, I'm wondering what the writer's mentality was in terms of being like, we want to draw a couple of vague parallels to this and a couple of vague parallels to that. And I'm just sat there like, I don't see how you'd come to that conclusion. I feel like you'd pick one or the other. <laughs> well, I, I think the thing is, is, is it justifies the, the Berg people occupying where the fate are because they are fighting the, the pact. Um, the and, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, 
who who are shown to be even more evil because obviously in terms of them they have to also have an extra okay. bit of evil because they also choose to be werewolves. Okay, hang on. This sounds you know what this actually sounds like and I I bet they didn't do this on purpose. This sounds a hell of a lot like justifying the fucking famine in India that we actually did during World War 2 because oh our soldiers need that food. So that's probably not intentional but that's a very awkward awkward thing to have done if um, so there's this whole well that's the problem is is we did a lot of fucked up things in the war i mean it was war yeah it, that's how as, war works it's bad war is bad war what is it good for yeah but again because it's one of those where they're telling the story the larger story um this is part of the backdrop of it to be able to justify the modern day political unrest because you have to have it so that there was a horrible thing and now people are are outside of that horrible thing and they're reacting to their daily life still not being anywhere improved and so there's still the conflicts and everything else and mm-hmm. there's still the unrest and it's still it's, it's that sort of post-war yeah. um like how how far are they away from the war in terms of time is it four years seven years seven years. Oh, so it's within the decade so it's kind of like when i guess if we're going to continue the world war Two analogy like how the war like world war Two ended and we still have rationing and everybody was kind of trying to rebuild and get back to normal after the blitz and stuff like that yeah, not really. I don't know because um, the the Berg might have left uh, might have left Turnanok, which is but the Pact is still there, oh, hunting down. So there's still fucking Nazis running around. Yeah, okay. they're still fighting. <laughs> there's still a resistance. Yeah, yeah. Because that's literally how the first episode opens: is trying to get these people out of Turnanok because shit's still going down. Mm. They mentioned camps. Yeah. Oh, so it's very on the nose. Yes. I mean, I guess it could be America in 2019. Tell me, James, do you believe that love can bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> I mean, listen, if it don't even don't... Well, episode three. <laughs> yeah, episode three don't need that. It's got enough problems. <laughs> anyway, the major the major thing with episode three that the reason that I kind of got turned off of it is is they go through this whole love story that is literally a case of. Um, the the English soldier who's come over and he's doing what he's told, um, but he's being sympathetic to the locals. Oh God! Yeah, I I, I will say right up front. I, again, I haven't seen it, but I hate this kind of story because there's loads of them in like romance novels, and I fucking hate this kind of story. Which, <laughs> but at the same time, he's being sympathetic to the locals because he is. It's his heritage. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but I just hate that trope so much because it's so overplayed and it's almost never played in a way that's like which, which is ironic. Because, they call it out. Yeah, they call yeah. it out because there's a book that he's reading which is literally about like how like cliche this all is. And then the idea is at the end of the book, the characters have gone through a complete transformation. It wasn't what you were believing in the first place. And it's like, you can call that shit out in a book, but you're still doing it on screen. You're still playing this shit out. You can't go, ah, oh, we were really clever about it. We, we we put a whole thing about how smart we were. We put it in the book and it's like, <laughs> it's not what you think it is. And it's like, yeah, but you're still doing it. And but, that's just you not... You don't want to flashback. Like, that was enough, okay? But, I don't need a long drawn out. Like, there's, there's so many other plot I, points going I mean, on in this show. That one thing about, here's a book. They, they fall in love. Things go badly. Let's move on to all the other fucking the, strings the of the show The other thing I would say is that just, like... I just very rarely think it's a good idea to do entire episode flashbacks. Yes. It's very rarely. One of the best things that I think a lot of television can do is start in media res, not really explain anything, not do flashbacks, and just do storytelling. Yes. 
We did Good Omens on this show. It did an entire episode flashback. We I enjoyed said, that and called it one of the best episodes of the show. I said it was very rare. I said it was very Some rare. Some of us didn't like the rest of the show. <laughs> I said it was very rare. And I do think that Good Omens got away with it in part because it kind of like knows that a lot that of us fans of the book. Pardon? Was Good Omens also eight episodes? Was it eight, eight or six, six. Amazon Prime, that six to eight area. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think that one of the things is Good Omens kind of re- reinforced for me that it's A, difficult to do, and B, the main reason is pretty much always fan service. So I think it's difficult to get away with in the first series of a show. If you're going to do a flashback episode, you wait till everybody already loves the characters and really wants to know. Which is... I. <sighs> Listen, Arrow is still going, and that show is literally 50% flashback. Oh my god, don't talk to me about Arrow. I'm going to just die on the spot. If they could do one episode of flashback in in this, it's fine. And it's a good episode. I'm pretty sure. I would play the video game of the episode, and I said as much while we were watching it. You would play the video game. It does sound a bit like an Assassin's Creed game. Well, it reminded me of Skyrim. (laughs) Okay. No, it sounds like an Assassin's Creed game, I'm going to be honest. It's Skyrim, but with a better Civil War happening. (laughs) Skyrim with better writing. (laughs) So what you so with actual writing. So if you could take control of it yourself and do something else other than what they did. <laughs> no, explore more of what's going on in the world. I want more of this world. This world building's great. That's the thing that really put me off about it is is in compared to the actual world, where the world building I do believe is genuinely amazing, the war episode just seems so weak and so It's like the only bit of like Tin and Og that we've seen. I want to see more of it. Because it's interesting to me. Okay. I admit, it sounds like I would probably prefer to watch a show set in Tin rather than rather than the Berg. <laughs> Am I about to ruin everyone's hopes and dreams? What, probably they blow it up because <laughs> did they fucking we never go back. No. Did they take the World War we II never analogy? Go back. <laughs> we never go back in the first series. Yeah, you said that to me yesterday. Um, there's a couple of things that they don't pick up on. Um, well. Yeah. It, because there is one. so much. Well, and, and it, they're definitely advertising enough. They want it to be a franchise. Like, there will probably be a second series. Yeah, there's so much going on, and there's so much. Um, the end of it is a set. Uh, it, it does wrap up quite nicely, and it does set up for the second season. And um, the things they've kind of. that have kind of been a backdrop have been left at the wayside in this season can feasibly come back. So after the flashback episode, you don't hear nothing from the pact. Um, that is something that I would definitely like to see explored in the second season, especially with the way that the first season ends. Let's go for Wolfenstein, baby. <laughs> Wolfenstein with fairies. Let's do it. But... Um, it's not like you said furries, man. I never meant fairies. <laughs> Listen, a fairy can have a fursona. Don't kink shame. But seeing as we've spent a lot of time like talking about what I thought was the main theme, which was like xenophobia, racism. Yeah. You know. It's the one that they advertised it on. Again, I've seen a lot of adverts uh, for it. They very much advertise it on that theme. Um I'll pick up on a couple of plot points uh, a couple of the plots, um, just so that you get a basic understanding of the end of the series because you guys haven't watched it. Um, So what's in the sewers killing people is related to Philo's past. (laughs) Is his dad Cthulhu? His dad is not Cthulhu. (laughs) I was really hoping you were going to say his dad was Cthulhu there for a second. I would have been like, listen, I don't care what problems this show has, I will watch it. Listen, you give me cosmic horror and I'm immediately in. Briggy knows this. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, it's really hard to condense this down because, as I said, there's so much going Can on. Can I just say, whether he's literally Cthulhu or not, is there, like, actually cosmic horror in this series? Yes. <laughs> like, is it is it some kind of eldritch yes. shit? Bearing in mind, the original meaning he's of eldritch... He's just got tentacles. That is literally it. Bearing in mind, when I say eldritch, like, the original reason for the term eldritch is, like, old Celtic folklore. So, like, I just need something mysterious eldritch. and powerful. Eldritch is just literally another word for weird. Yeah. It has weird <laughs> horror in it. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Nice. On. Love it. He has tentacles. I love tentacles. No, Not no. in that way, but no king shaming if you do. No, no, he's talking about Alande Bloom's uh, uh, accents. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were pretty eldritch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If someone could do a Google for me um, of what the actual beast is called, because I can't remember. I'm going to spoil the um, show on Google for myself. Yes. Nice. <laughs> gonna, we're going to spoil it now for you. Yeah. Um, what so... is the monster? In oh. carnival, <laughs> in Stranger Things, no. <laughs> so that's the demagogue, the and I know that one. <laughs> monster is essentially a Samuel. That's what his name is. Samuel. <laughs> Good Peter. old Sammy. We love old Sammy boy. <laughs> he escaped from the chamber, but you know he's looking really good these days. Um, he's a He's a Frankenstein's monster. He's made up of all different parts. And so the Cthulhu's monster joke that I made earlier. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm psychic. Holy shit. Um, and he has a master, basically. Um, I genuinely thought you were going to say master's degree and was really confused. Yeah, he has a master's degree. He's there In with his little cap and dance. <laughs> I was so confused for a second there. <laughs> Samuel has soul <laughs> express on campus. And the reason it's going the reason it's killing people, it's killing certain people for a reason. So what we find out is that he kills a fae. We find out that was um Philo's mum. Ah. We find out that, that she was his mum. She's a um, singer. yes, she is a singer. Oh, uh, because Pearl. you get a little bit of a flashback. Is Bruce Dickinson his dad? No. Oh. <laughs> he gets a little bit of a flashback um, to when he was back in the orphanage, and he can hear her singing oh. through the uh, through the windows because she didn't want to get rid of him. Oh, that's why you all looked at me like I was an asshole when I made that joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, like he listens to the record, the thing. record player, and like kind of puts two and two together, realizes it's his mom. You should not see that much of your mum's guts. No, no. that's yeah, that's good, good rule for life. Yeah. Um, also, the creature is called Dark Asher. Dark Asher. But okay, if you, but if but if you Google Dark Asher, like the fourth image that shows up is the Demogorgon. I don't <laughs> care how good the world building in this is. They need to hire somebody to make better names. That all of the names in this are just. Ter- it's like a 12 year old's first D&D campaign it's really sweet and you're really happy for them but you want them to hurry up and get better at naming things I'm going to look at Google now to find out that Dark Ash has probably got some entomology based in Irish folklore and make James feel bad about himself I will still say <laughs> if you're doing something in English even if it makes sense you know it's the kind of whole reality is unrealistic trope you still pick something that will work for your audience and Dark Asher sounds really stupid mm. yeah Anyway, <laughs> um, continue. So we find out whose mother is because they go to her the apartment. Cause yeah, they get a lead on her being a singer. Yeah, I think it's episode the end of episode four or five when we find out. 
Oh, it must be mom. when you find out his mum must be later because I've not yeah, seen it. Yeah, I, th- I think it might be episode five. Um, and then the headmaster of the orphanage gets uh, murdered as well. And that's when people start to, re- that's when Philo starts to realise that it might be connected to him. I think um, I'd say that that was his dad then. No, the, the next person to get murdered is the doctor who actually shorn him, who actually got rid of his wings. Yeah. And then there's some like shit because there's kind of like a like a mini romantic subplot between Philo and his landlady. Yeah, which has a lot of hate fucking in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was expecting this to be like subdued. To be clear, just how much is this like Game of Thrones level? Like, oh my god, we're allowed to show boobies. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that, I admit. He tells her that he's a half blood. She fucking drops him in it at the play- with the police station. So he gets accused of the murders because they're all linked to him and he gets put in jail. With his werewolf mate? No. Oh. Um, at this point, oh. Vignette's in jail because she got herself into some shit with the Dark Raven bloody fae Dark detachment. Yeah, I don't like them. I think that's why I've been turned off of Vignette recently. Is it Dark recently. Raven or the Black Raven? Black I think it's Black Raven. That's yeah. Yeah. This is dark just Brotherhood. some D&D shit. Yeah, this is Dark Brotherhood, yeah. yeah. But the fairy Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. yeah. Which you would think would be far more glorious, glamorous, and fabulous, and they are none of those things. <laughs> I can't think of a single person in that group that I like. Maybe the leader. She's kind of cool, but she's a bit of a bitch. But she's actually kind of fun to watch. All the rest of them, though. Sometimes you got people yeah. that you love to hate, you know? Like, oh, you're such a I dick, I love, love you. To, I don't even love to hate them. They're just meh characters. So, yeah. At this point... But, I mean, the leader, she's awesome. Absalom Breakspear, who is the chancellor and the head of the Breakspear family, finds out that... That's his dad, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was working it out as you were talking. I'm like, this is all guys to win. Pius is definitely the one that started this. that... Um... <sighs> <laughs> you just... Fucking putting me off. <laughs> um, finds out that Fi- uh, like Philo's mom's dead. So yes, Absalom Breakspeare is Philo's dad. Only somebody with that's making sense. Only now. with somebody. Only somebody who has that stupid a name would name their child that. So I I understand. I don't think he named. Yeah. Also, is he the one who's got the son who's kidnapped? Yes. 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 So that's another thing that's going on. Yes. There's always a kid. It's all making sense yeah. now. What Asher just said, plus a little bit of the dark Asher wiki that I just read accidentally while finding its name. I was like, <laughs> oh, I know what's going on in this show now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Absalom takes Philo. Philo thinks that he's going to die. They meet up. They have a little bit of a chat. All seems well. Absalom says that he's going to free both him and Vignette. All well and good. Then... He gets killed suddenly for no good reason. <laughs> um... Oh, what happens? Like this is completely <laughs> this is completely escaped me. I remember him getting stabbed. Things happen. I feel like this is probably he a show gets, where a lot of people get stabbed. Yeah, he get uh, he gets stabbed by one of his previous employees, um, the employee who lost his son Jonah. Yes, ah, the puck. Oh, I I hate and when he, I just lose children. He he's not a child. He was at a brothel. He was at a brothel. Oh, I hate when I lose my adult children. <laughs> yeah, he gets stabbed by his previous puck employee, who's joined a religious cult. As you do, as you do. He survives. All is well and good. He's kind of laid in bed. He's trying to sort out vignettes, bloody warrant, like release thing. 
Sorry, just at that point where you said he's stabbed and he survived and he's in bed. And in my head, it was like, <laughs> and Sean Bean is there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> We're not quite sure why. Sean Bean just appears sometimes. You'll be doing a fantasy thing. He'll just spontaneously show up on the film. You'll just be like, that's Sean Bean for you, that cryptid motherfucker. And then his wife, Piety. <laughs> You you had a little bit of a theory going on, didn't you? I that... think I already know what happens based on the dark hash. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of got it before, and I was just trying to keep my mouth hey, shut. I can guess Cthulhu-style storylines. Um, <laughs> it's a shit superpower. Makes it easy they to talk about things. a prophecy that was given out beforehand about how Absalom's son would rise through, you know, he would be a great power and all of this bullshit. Of course, there's a prophecy. We've, <laughs> we've, uh, we found out previously that Jonah is not his son. His son. He is Longerbane's son. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Piety has been trying to... Is it piety or piety? I think it's piety. 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 I'm, I'm, not not I'm not good I want with, to be clear. I'm accents, assuming with, that they the, say it on the show, so how do you not know? They do, but they also say the word cobbled instead of cobalt. <laughs> and it's definitely cobalt. So it was made by Americans, okay. Um, piety, uh, they have this this discussion about obviously Jonah not being his uh, his son. And we find out that Piety is the one with the Dark Asher who's trying to kill all of anyone close to Philo to kill him so that he can't fulfil the prophecy, essentially. Which and is, Jonah should. Which is a really arse about like, elbow <laughs> yeah. way of doing it. Because seriously, what if you just killed, you just killed the boy? Because he's dicking about on the road all the time. He could have died in so he, many situations already. He doesn't. She doesn't actually know who he is. Uh, oh, okay. No, that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. How does she know who's connected to him if she doesn't know who he is? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, was, oh, I was all she, like, oh, that makes sense. She a psychic no, lady who's oh, old. Yeah. Oh, so she's working off of, like, scattershot clues. Okay, I will accept that. It's said in the show, like, the idea is that the witch is fairly accurate in general. That's what's given to you as, like, just face value. Please imagine I could be bothered to make an Agnes Nutter joke here. Anyway, (laughs) piety smothers Absalom. That bitch. That's the very very Victorian novel way to kill someone. (laughs) Kidnaps Vignette because she finds out like she finds the release papers for vignette realizes that like of like he she is close to philo tries to take her liver out there's some things about livers philo figures it out i can't remember how things are starting to get blurry because everything starts to get really fast paced at this mm. point is this the end of episode six no, the end of episode six is when you find out Absalom is Philo's dad. Okay, because before we started watching this, all I got told from like the very first second of pressing play was like, and then episode six, that's when shit gets real. I was like, that's six hours away. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to get there. No, there's no hope. They have a battle. Of course they do. <laughs> it's a Pokemon battle. <laughs> <laughs> they run at each other in a parking lot. <laughs> fucking Pokeballs flying everywhere, you know. One like, of them hits him in the ball. Oh, no, I choose you. Freaking... You <laughs> Oh, you know what it is? You know, that sword and shield Pokemon that they announced is like a haunted Victorian teapot. It's just that. They all just have that. <laughs> There is not a haunted Victorian teapot. No, as you say, in the like going with the whole Pokemon thing. Uh, so what's the uh, what's, what's the deal with the the, the fish rat? 
Because that's got to be Philo's, Philo's dark asher, right? Yeah, they put it in a tub. And... Which is nowhere near as <laughs> which is nowhere near as badass as Cthulhu dark asher. Yeah, but obviously, clearly, it's telling you something about had Philo. some time to think about this. She got to train her dark asher. Yeah. She's she's like like level ninety nine Charizard, and she's evolved. He's got it. a Weedle. No, he's got a Kakuna. Not a magic up. Sure. Yeah, it's a magic up. Yeah, yeah. you got to get. Yeah. You got to work really hard, but eventually it will vore you. <laughs> Battle. <laughs> yeah, Ricky literally the, just took a drink. The dark asher like wipes the floor with Philo, but Vignette escapes and stabs Piety through the back of the head. Yay. So she's dead. The what's, dark asher is dead. What's the object she stabs her with? A knife. What just the a regular knife. What would she stab her with? Well, no, I didn't know the no, knife from episode one. No, there's yeah. like, she's <laughs> got like, like, is it um, knife? She's, she's got like a fuck ton of torture. Uh, Piety's got like a fuck ton of torture sh- tools because obviously she's a fucking psychopath. I mean, maybe <laughs> she's just kinky. Don't be, you know, mean about it. <laughs> Shit somehow gets resolved in the background. The cleanup crew come in <laughs> yeah. and save the day. Um, Philo, HR intervenes. Philo and Vignette go to. Fuck off somewhere, like far away, because they're sick of dealing with things. (laughs) But in the background, because Absalom is dead and also Longabane is dead, which I neglected to mention. How did that happen? Gets poisoned by piety. Uh, She fucking kills everyone. Yep. Does she get? Does he get poisoned by piety? Yeah, he gets. Oh yeah, because they. Oh, what was that? He gets. You're holding my son at this place. I already know because I'm the one that did it. Oh, it's so bad that you're dying. I better act my best now and pretend that you died and told me. I was like. Oh, you're evil. If somebody has such an obnoxiously, like, virtuous name as Piety, you should just assume that they're a psychopath. To be fair, I didn't really catch a name and comprehend it until this episode I just watched. Who the fuck (laughs) names that child Piety and is just like, yes, this child will grow up totally normal? Uh, um, So it's Longbane's daughter... Um, Sophie, I believe her name is. Yeah, she only showed up in the episode four. Yeah, and oh, so Jonah, um, and Jonah basically are now chancellor and whatever the, the freaking leader of the opposition. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow uh, chancellor. Um, they just inherited they, their roles. Yeah, and they. I mean, have, British politics. Yes, they have conspired together. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, Do they even know each other? They just, they had That's no, politics, they baby. They share no scenes in like half a show so far. I mean, I think it's they do say, share scenes. Yeah. They okay. fuck. Also, um, of course they do. Also, I mean, they find out their brother and sister. You know the usual shit. They really um, want to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but also, like that's just British politics, right down to the fucking. They team up together to basically cause chaos. Like Sophie's got this thing about chaos. I don't know if she gets. Does she have a lot of dramatic monologues about it? Yes. Wow. How Uh, original. And chaos is a ladder. (laughs) (laughs) You just keep climbing up until you get to the dick. I don't. No, I don't know either. (laughs) um, They just decide that. Brexit has happened. And <laughs> oh my god, is there really fantasy Brexit? In this? No, there isn't a fantasy oh, Brexit. That it's just so like like they they cause even more civil unrest. Oh, so there more, is a fantasy Brexit. Yeah, even like between the um, the Fey and humans, um, Fey are 
blamed for everyone dying. Everyone dying essentially. They get chucked into Carnival Row, so it becomes like a, a proper, proper ghetto. ghetto. Mm-hmm. Um, ghetto. So what happens to Imogen? She, I she, think later, yeah. later, dear. Yeah. She, they literally have nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else's story intertwined. Later, for theirs. we've been going on. We're we're running into um, wrapping up time. Yeah, yeah, right now. Every all the Fae get shoved into the ghetto. Philo and Vignette are not allowed on the train. They have to go back. Uh, Philo then has to make the decision to go back to human society or go with vignette there's a little bit with um a police officer who says you know you're not a fae go back to human human life and stuff and he's like no i'm a critch which is like Mm -hmm. the slur for fae and he gets let in and that kind of ends their part Mm. of the story and that kind of sets it up for like what's going to happen in the next season what are we going to see inside carnival row what um this whole like political bullshit that's going on right now like the team up between the long banes and the um short banes <laughs> breakspears <laughs> wow yeah that's right and um um so that kind of sets that up quite nicely um to see what's going to go off with that um and then there's the random plot between Agraeus and Miss Imogen. Yes, finally. What happens there? <laughs> they fall in love. Oh, no. That's the opposite of what I wanted. I want her to die horribly. They have lots of sex. Yeah. Ezra catches them. Ezra tries to kill Agraeus. But he a bitch. He a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Agraeus smacks him. Imogen <laughs> tries to shoot him. Well, doesn't try to shoot him. She points a gun at him. Wait, and they who? run off. Ezra. Yeah. Okay. And they run off and catch a ship into the sunset. But Ezra's still alive, so I'm assuming that he's going to go and hunt for him. I mean, he's still a bitch. He also he doesn't have a lot bitch. of money. Yeah, but he's still got the ship. Uh, what ship? No, the ship crash. No, he got a ship from Agraeus. Oh, of course, uh, he asked for the loan. Oh, it's, 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 it's loan. fucking awful circle, it sounds like. Yeah, it's basically, the, the whole thing is about <laughs> so Agraeus wants to so be accepted there, into society. So is there going to be like a whole element of this show where it's like all of this interconnected stuff is happening and then there's just him on a boat? <laughs> this fucking <laughs> randomly cuts to him on a boat like I'll fucking find them. dun 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 I want, to watch, I want to watch the show <laughs> about fairy pirates. I want to watch that show. I would I stand that I believe it's called Pirates of the Caribbean. Actually, I think it's called Black Sails. I did say show. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean can get a show. Disney's got a whole new streaming service. You think they aren't going to pump that fucker out? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't. I had forgotten the you Mandalorian was happening and I've just remembered it. Yes. You know what, Paul? We were saying that we need ideas for episodes. You and me should finally do our Disney episode in which I just scream endlessly about the fucking Disney subscription service. It's going to destroy Netflix. Yeah. I mean, we already did an episode in the past. I love I breaking up monopolies, but I hate when... Good. Listen, Paul, I love breaking up monopolies, but I hate when it's Disney doing it. So, the end of this series... Just to wrap up, um, all the fairies in a ghetto. Yep. Racist lady and um, Puck. Puck are on a ship somewhere, probably fucking. Um, Pucking. 
<laughs> wow. So is his name um, actually Puck? No, his name is Miss. Uh, his name is Agraeus. Because oh, I was going to say that's like a really. I mean, it still is for species. His name it's is a Puck. Very bad and Shakespeare he likes joke. To fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the most on the nose Shakespeare joke that I can possibly imagine. So that's the end of those. Is there any other plot points that we need to wrap up? I don't believe so because, as I said, all the rest are kind of like. Oh, what happens to Werewolf Guy? Does he die? Werewolf guy's still alive, as far as I know. Hooray, because he might get a bit more show. He's still in prison. He's still in prison. Do you not get to get out of prison? Like, at all in this series. (laughs) Okay, wrapping things up. Cool. So, my hopes for season two is that I'd really like to see more background on the pact. The pact. That's something that I really want to see. The third pact. I want to see... One thing that really did um, concern me is with vignettes... Um, involvement in the Black Raven like she didn't seem to get any kind of comeuppance for abandoning them so I'm hoping we get some sort of resolution to that thus making it closer to Skyrim in that you start the Dark Brotherhood uh, questline and then you just kind of forget about it and do something else for a while (laughs) Vignette's entire story in this is just like starting quests but never really finishing them (laughs) so I say oh yeah you know what I'll try the ladies maid career like we'll we'll start that nah you know what We'll, we'll get out of that straight away Time to go yeah. steal some bread. I'm going to do the Dark Brotherhood. Actually, nah, they're kind of just a bit insane. I, I will say, considering the reaction she gave when she found out that the person she had been mourning for the last seven years was alive was massively underwhelming for someone who apparently was going through that much hardship. It was like, he's alive? And you're like, you're not going to have a breakdown. You're not going to have any sort of emotion. <laughs> so you're saying... A Skyrim NPC's yeah. level of emotional reaction. Yeah, I, she used it, to have a husband, but he took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> or what? It is Cara Delevingne, though. Oh. Mm. When I watched the trailer with happy, Ashley. <laughs> listen, I'm happy to say, and I say this as somebody who has had a very big crush on that woman for a very long time, that is 100% fair. <laughs> when I watched the trailer with She's Ashley. She's a model, not an I actress. Went, and I, I saw a vignette in the trailer for this. I went, where do I know her from? And Ashley's response immediately was, Oh yeah, she's a model. Not you will have known her from Suicide Squad as the sorceress, <laughs> but yeah, no, she's a model. I'm yeah, like, no. Rewatching, I'm like, no, yeah, she's she's a model. Guess who did not watch Suicide Squad? <laughs> <laughs> you know who she is. She's a model who does very unchallenging acting roles so that people care about her photo shoots. And I say this with much love for her because she's great. She's a really good model, and she's great at what she does. But like, her acting career is basically an advert for her model. <laughs> I would probably say that's one of the things that I find most jarring about the series is mm. all I can think of is, is you've put so much bloody love into creating this world. If only you'd had slightly better actors, I'd be enjoying this so much more. Mm, she's still better than if they got a Mike Scarlett Johansson to do the role, though. Okay, she's, choosing worse actresses is not she's, choosing better okay. actresses. Well, you know what? It's, it, listen, it was a, probably a toss-up between her and Ruby Rose, and she's still better. There are other actresses. I mean, I know, but they were going to pick at least one, like, Instagram famous influencer model person. <laughs> Who would you have cast? <sighs> Any number of people. Name one. Um, what's <laughs> right her face? now. What's her face in Twilight? Karen Stewart. Yeah, see, that's one. <laughs> what, the the one that is renowned for being a We've blank had this discussion. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. We've yeah. had this discussion. She's bad in Twilight, but she's good in other shit. I think she'd have been fine in it. She'd have... 
she'd have had that hardened, although she'd had to do an Irish accent. Oh, fuck. So really, you want someone who's Irish? Or at least someone who can do a passable Irish accent? There are um, no people who are, are not Irish who can do a passable Irish accent. Let's be very clear here. No, some of them can. Name one. Um, that one from Game of Thrones who died, the redhead, who was the North thingy. What's her name? Yeah, she can do a possible war section. She did it on the radio once. All right. Yeah. yeah, she'd have been better. She'd have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get more Game of Thrones out of here so we can fully replace Game of Thrones <laughs> with a better show. I mean, there are. It's par- called Carnival Rap. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes and everything. It's got a slam rhyme. It's a slam rhyme that would make Emily Dickinson herself sick, but it is a slam rhyme. That's one for all the English majors out here who definitely aren't listening to our podcast. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Um, So I really did enjoy it. Yeah, there were a few things that I was a little bit spotty on, but we won't go into that because there is literally so much to talk about that, uh, talk about in this that I've had to skip out loads of stuff. So if there's anything, if there's anything the listeners think that was crucially important that I've missed tweet us like comment and surprise tweet us please for the love of god talk to us we are dying here I thought you you were going to name drop the twitter and the the, the email instead of me doing it for a change I'll let you do it because I can't remember do it it to your own twitter because that way it'd be like oh look we have way more followers than our twitter does but we need followers followers please Please, Max. <laughs> Max might already follow. I think he might. And if, the, in which case, you just insulted him by not like remembering. <laughs> He's that. going to unfollow now. <laughs> Don't unfollow, Max. We need Please. you. You're our you're one listener. Please, you and also you and the promise of traumatizing Paul with Transformers are all we have left now. What are we talking about? It's that time when we get a thousand followers and Brie has. <laughs> What was it we had to, oh, he had to read a fanfic or something. He had to read a fanfic, erotic fanfiction I was going to write him about Skylings. Yes, that was it. <laughs> I'm and sure it was worse. I, I want to sure be very clear. I want to be very clear. I will make good on this. So if anybody from my Transformers side Twitter that I have, because I'm a nerd, is listening, just go and create a bot that downloads it a lot of times, okay? I mean, that works for our metrics still, right? Yeah, right. Care. It absolutely does. If People you do have to this, pay for that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, do that, okay. Yeah, no, do that, and then you will get to listen to Bricky Reed, whatever the fuck I write. But anyway, Ashley, so you like the show, mm-hmm. and you have high, well, not high hope, you have hopes for the second season. I do. What is the one thing that you would have done that would change the ending a la Game of Thrones? Like, more dragons, or... <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it, if dragons. dragons had turned up at the end of the show, like, you'd that would have been, like, been the amazing. best show ever. But you never know, we might get them in season two. Depends how much the budget is. <laughs> it's plausible. You've got fairies. You've got Nazis. pucks. You've got... <laughs> the Nazis. Nazis have dragons. <laughs> no, listen. The Nazis are eaten by dragons. No, they've got werewolves as well, though. Yeah. yeah. Werewolves versus dragons, and then they eat the Nazi werewolves. Perfect. I can't believe I solved storytelling for you all. <laughs> Round of applause for me. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> and with that, uh, Briggy, from the episodes that you watched, what would you like to see in a future episode or a wrapping up of the series? Doesn't matter because you haven't seen the end, so. More Dawn Guard. <laughs> There's no vampires. That's what I'm talking about. Either they did a really good job 
<laughs> hiding who they were. No, because there's no vampires left. Yeah. That's how good the job was. Or vampires could be a potential plot point in the future. I and mean, the way they've done werewolves, I would like to see the version of vampires. Okay. Uh, James, anything you'd like to see in the series at all? Um, <laughs> like an I, I feel like the real question is, what wouldn't I like to see in an episode? I want to see them cram everything in. I want to see every single motherfucking fantasy creature in this just about to have a fight in an Applebee's parking lot. Oh, you want Ready Player One? Cool. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that is the worst oh, thing you've ever said I've got me. a way more legit thing that I would like to see more in season two. Yeah. Centaurs. Okay. Like, oh yeah. yeah like we, like okay. They're there. They exist, and we see them a little bit. But none of the main characters, from what Asher tells me and from what I've seen so far, are actually any of the centaurs. They're just little bit background characters. Listeners, so next season two, centaur character as a main. Cast listeners, member. you may have just heard a dramatic noise in the background. That noise was me losing my fucking shit over the implication that I want Ready Player One in anything. You literally just said you wanted them all together in a big. Game oh my god! I'm gonna throw um, it out the window. You describe Ready Player One. Like yeah. that's your fault. Yeah, that's on you, not us. Why you, um, I need to me, what well, I want is Orlando Bloom and whatever her name is to just die and then bring in some new characters who can act and they'll be really on board (laughs) (laughs) I like Orlando Bloom (laughs) what in Pirates of the Caribbean yeah it's a really good film in Lord of the Rings (laughs) exactly the only reason he's good in that is that Legolas has no idea what's going on at any given moment like Neither it. does Philo. <laughs> That's why it works. No, he's too gruff and angry. Hate. He's, angry, he's, angry, he's old, angry, legless. Yeah, and that's the other thing is, is the hate fucking is just like, oh, it's Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Orlando Bloom has never had a strong enough emotion in his life to hate fuck anybody. When did we stop liking Orlando Bloom? I thought Orlando Bloom. Where was did you get the this show? <laughs> Wait, we liked Orlando. I never liked Orlando Bloom. And he, listen, he I'm a big old queer. I am morally obligated to like him, and I still am like a conscientious objector in the liking Orlando Bloom camp. Is that like a thing you have to sign? <laughs> like, like, say, say what you will. Yeah, I have to formally confess my sins to the rest of the queer community and just be like, listen. I hope you understand I'm coming out as somebody who doesn't want to fuck Orlando Bloom. Say what you will about Lord of the Rings as a whole storyline-wise, and there's a bunch of movies, but every single actor in those films gets a free pass because they're all amazing. <laughs> all of them. I'm trying to think through the entire cast now. I'm like, <laughs> yes. That's a big fucking cast. <laughs> if there are main characters, as it gets more screen time than like two minutes, then yeah. Okay. To be fair, yeah. Carl Urban is in those movies, and I do love Carl Urban. You know, a free pass for everyone in the bar as well when they're doing the, the Green Dragon. <laughs> get a free pass too. If someone tells me, like, oh, there's an extra in there, I'm like, yeah, okay, you get a pass, you're a good actor. You get to legally murder somebody. That is the, the, your payment for being in Lord of the Rings. Everyone but Peter Jackson gets a pass, okay? <laughs> Peter Jackson, meanwhile, will be sent to jail for a murder he didn't even commit. No, he had his pass and he used it when he made Kong. No, he used it when he made The Hobbit. <laughs> People like Kong. The they Hobbit's shouldn't. worse. Yeah. Nearly ruined Jack Black's career. No. Nothing Black, can do that. He is too powerful. Jack Black knows during Jack Black's career. Listen, Jack Black is just kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'm just on YouTube now. Thankfully, yeah. he, thankfully he saved his career with Natural Libre. Okay. It's all right. This is all getting cut. Yeah. Anyway, um, wrap up the show, Briggy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> of course, sir. Wrapping the show up now, sir. So that was an episode. <laughs> I love being the fucking editor. Oh. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, so that was episode 17? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think the, those of us that watched the entirety of that show, Carmel Row, get to have a legitimate would, opinion. We like, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, think, I, I think those of us that watched some of that show 
Got to have a partial opinion. And I got to give my opinion, even though I watched none of it, because Ashley gave me a free pass. And listen, I can have an opinion on anything. And I get James is here. <laughs> <laughs> like you can ignore me when I've been yelling at you for no fucking reason. So that makes it a standard episode then. Exactly. Right. So uh, I've been joined by James, obviously. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still hanging on. Yep. Uh... Paul, obviously, being here to control us, sort of, and edit everything out afterwards. Snip, snip, snip. <laughs> and uh, suggesting a really good show that is pretty kick-ass, and I recommend you go watch it, and I'm going to go watch more of it. Ash Spearson. James, why did you not use the opportunity to say, I'm here and I'm queer? Fuck. <laughs> I like okay. Ashley used her sign-off to this. Oh, my God. That was such a power move. Just fucking, listen, I need to go for a cigarette. Let's just fucking end this. That's some, that's some big dick energy right there. <laughs> it really is. Like, listen, Ashley, your, your dick's so big, I'm going to faint. And I am somehow still your host and still here uh, after so many episodes, Matthew Briggs, and I'll be here next episode. For I, his I sins. assume. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how that turns out, eh? For <laughs> your <laughs> sins. Done. <laughs>